You know, guys, when you get to be our age, finding the motivation to get back in shape can be hard. It's just plain tough to find a routine and to stick with it. Good news. FitBod is a fitness app that is anything but routine. It tailors your workouts to fit your life, your goals, your gear, and even your schedule, so you can avoid burnout. And FitBod helps keep up your momentum by mixing in different exercises, reps, supersets, and circuits. Best yet, FitBod has over 1,000 demonstration videos, so you can learn the right way to do each exercise. It's time to ditch the boring routines and kickstart your fitness journey. Add FitBod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at fitbod.me slash Zabe. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash Zabe. Winning season is rolling at MyBookie, and this week, entries are now open for the winner-take-all Super Contest. MyBookie is the only sportsbook that offers online Super Contests, so you can't miss out on this exclusive promotion. Enter now and turn $10 into 10000 Weeks 5 through 8 make 5 picks against the spread. Get them right? Earn points and rise up the standings to take home the $10,000 grand prize. Packers, Bucks, Titans, Vikings, Ravens, boom, you're already set. And if you need another reason to head to mybookie.ag to celebrate the start of the MLB playoffs, mybookie is hosting a $20,000 blackjack tournament that is absolutely free to enter. Winning season is here, so get in on the game and get to mybookie.ag now. Use my promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. And when you make your first deposit at mybookie, you'll receive double your deposit. That's promo code ZABE, so you can double your funds to double your winnings. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Today on the ZABEcast, Mr. X is in to tally up the winners from another great season of MLB Totals. Notorious J.A.Y. is with us, and we'll talk about my final goodbye tailgate at Lambeau, plus Brooks versus Bryson, more Mike Greenberg, and why the names Mike Price, Larry Eustachian, and Steve Sarkeesian ought to matter to Urban Meyer. All that was a rousing FTG. Your bonus uncensored version of me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go. Oh, here we go. Wednesday, October 6, 2021. Thank you for downloading last night's Yankee Red Sox wild card game. Finished too late for this edition of the Zabecast. Do check your local newspaper for scores and details. But we got a lot to get to today before we get to Mr. X. And then, Jay, little double shot tonight. This story. Megan Trainer and husband Daryl Sabara, quote, have pooped together twice on side-by-side toilets. No! Not possible! Not possible! Oh, it is possible because that's what Ms. Ms. Trainer wanted. She's all about that double potty action. When uh, when Trainer and her husband moved into a new house, 
Their list of renovations included side-by-side crappers so they could go to the bathroom at the same time. She said, nobody knows this, but in our bathroom there was one toilet, and a lot of time in the middle of the night when we're with our baby, we've got to pee at the same time. So I was like, can we please have two toilets next to each other? They said they've actually taken a smash next to each other once or twice. Quote, we've only pooped together twice. We don't do it often because it smells foul, but we pee at the same time a lot. Whatever. Yeah, if that's what you're into, then go ahead and move along. I think Megan Trainer's a snicky. I, I like her overall act. I like her music. Wonder if she's still searching to make more hits or if she's done. She had a run about 10, year, 10 years ago now. Shit. Time is flying by, to be sure. Yeah, I would uh, would not opt for that. Uh, I, I think the number of couples who have never even glanced at their significant other pooping is got to be pretty high. And that when you catch your significant other in the pooper, you would be like, oh, 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 close the door, close the door. But hey, maybe the couple that poops together stays together. Who knows? Buckle up, because here we go. Major League Baseball playoff action is upon us. And to recap the season that was, the 162-game marathon, and get you set for the always thrilling month of October, we bring on Mr. X. Good evening, Mr. X. You are hunkered in for Red Sox-Yankees. One game wild card. <laughs> yes, <sir. laughs> you yeah. say you say this one game wild card is more nerve wracking than seventy eight. Care to remind our younger listeners oh. what happened in nineteen seventy eight between these two Titanic franchises? Well, I'll tell you what I'll tell you the main part, but then I'll tell you the unknown part. But no, actually, it is the other way around. Nothing was like 78. I think I, maybe I wrote that backwards to you earlier. This is fun and it's nice and blah, blah, blah. But in 78, they were the two best teams playing a one-game playoff um, for who's going to, you know, winner of that was going to probably go on and win win everything. And, right, to you set, know, the curse hadn't been broken yet. To set so the stage. It was, to set the stage. Yeah. 1978, Red Sox and Yankees finish. 162 games with the identical record, necessitating a one-game play-in for the American League East, right? There was two divisions, East and West. Two divisions. Feeding into the Correct. World Series. And yep. in 78, the curse of the Bambino was still going strong, going into its 63rd year or whatever it was. Wait a minute. Uh, 1918, yeah. it, was only, it was a couple of lifetimes. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right, so it was a it was a big deal, and the game was played at Fenway Park, two o'clock, two o'clock in the afternoon, and Bucky effing Dent. Don't 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 do that. Don't do that. Yeah. What do you mean? 
Well, I just I just get chills from my spine. I know. Spine today. Well, I just I need to set the stage. You know, seventy eight. We have we have downloaders and podcast listeners who weren't alive at the time and may not have seen some of the historical footage. But Bucky Dent for the okay. Yankees hits a home run that daggers the Red Sox in that game and sends the how many win Red Sox? Uh, one oh. I'm not sure. One hundred. One oh one. The hundred win Red Sox back to the scrap heap. An utter dagger of a game. Yeah. So that was terrible for you. Well, well, you were a young man of uh, probably 20 years old. Nope. Zabe, I was, in my fir- I was in my first year of college. A young novice who had been home following this curse my whole lifetime. I go off to college in August. I'm following the pennant race in a way that kids today could never understand. I had to get my ass up every morning and go to the library to get a newspaper. <laughs> To find out who won the night before. And then you get that late game West Coast and it's not in there. You gotta wait two days. There's no internet. And and by the way, that was the first and last month I think I ever knew where that library was. But this anyway, was at the University uh, of Virginia. Yes. <laughs> and and so then when they finally go through that stretch run where the Sox had to win eight straight, uh trailing by a game, they won eight straight to force a tie on the last day. So we quickly have the one game playoff. And I'm I'm dying Red Sox back then, pre-curse. And so I sat in my dorm room, freshman dorm room, with the door closed because I didn't want to listen to a bunch of New Yorkers in the dorms, listening to the game on a radio and till I, until Bucky fucking Dent, you know, <laughs> took it down. They win 5-4. And Zabe, this is the part. I was in my first semester, and we had these so-called mini-courses that you split into a half a semester. We had a final that day at 2 o'clock. <laughs> now, there's no, there's no, like, email the teacher. There's nothing like that. So when the playoff is forced on Sunday, I'm going, what do I do? Well, I know what I do. I sit in my dorm, and I listen on the radio. And then I go to the guy's office the next day because I missed the final to see about a makeup. I see a damn Thurman Munson picture on his wall, and I knew it was all over for me right then. There was no way. He wouldn't let me make it up. And I learned, thanks to Bucky, I learned how to drop classes. (laughs) (laughs) You learned how to drop classes just because of Bucky. They let me drop. I had to drop the class thanks to, and yeah so I it was bitter for me in many ways. Right, well I won't uh I won't delve into any further cuz I know it's painful but I will play this for but you. But my mom was Here. such a Red Sox fan when I explained it Here to her. Here you go. Shush. And I told her Shush. about the Munson thing. Shush. All right. Yastrzemski will not get his home run. There you go. I have no idea why that is so uh, terribly low in volume. Yeah, I can't hear it on this end. You probably can't hear it at all, right? Yeah, okay. No. I'm I'm, all right. Messing with a a different audio feed on this. Anyway, let's move on. My mom was such a Bosox fan. She didn't care about the class. She she knew that it was the teacher's fault for being a Yankee fan, so it was all good. Will you take it hard if the Red Sox lose tonight? No. It's different now that the curse is gone. It's just not the same. Curse I mean, has been killed. Die on it. Curse has been killed three times over, right? Exactly. Yeah, kind of hard. Yeah. and and the, you know the winner's going to lose to Tampa anyway. Well, that's that's the thing. <laughs> this is not the, like the year for the Red Sox, right? Right. Well, and the other thing is, what we care about here is it's not our year. 
But we just want to be damn sure it's not theirs. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. Yeah, make sure it's not theirs. Okay, let's talk right. about our season totals. Uh, you said it was a good year, not great year. Too many of your totals went down to the wire. And as you like to say, if it's not over by September, it's a miss. Yeah. And there was a lot of hedging going on this weekend. However, your number one play for the year hit 18th time in 22 years. That number one yes. play was? Uh, it was the Royals over 72. And they it came was a in at? 74. <laughs> Yeah, sweat. it was a it was a sweat, and the problem is that it that line you know when we took it at seventy one and a half seventy two it, it inched up. Some guys got at seventy three, some even got seventy four. So it went to the wire for sure. But you know, I'll take it. It's it's probably the only time I can remember the number one pick going to the wire like that. And you're right, it makes me eighteen and four since you and I have been doing this on the number one. Now, what and, about the but, other picks that count as your overall record? That these were the official well, picks. There's usually, usually two or three extras. Yeah, well, I, I did the three top tier ones. The Brewers won for fun months ago, and uh, the Rockies lost badly. So the tops went two and one. Not bad, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then after that, was there more after that? Uh, the second tier. Yeah, the second tier, I think, also went 2-1. and one. The Nationals, which went under, I think, by what, May? They were so god-awful. That was easy. Um, shoot, I so don't tier 1 and tier 2 went 4-2, and two, and your Correct. best bet hit, and that's not a great year for you? I said it was a good year. <laughs> Man, year. high standards. I love it, though. <laughs> I don't like to even pay attention after september uh, labor day you know i like it to be over turn to football and have them won like the nats and the brewers were but oh oh the a's were the other loser the a's at 86 and a half just just rolled over the last three weeks they lost something like 10 out of the last 12 yeah they finish on 86 and missed by a half even though they looked way like a winner on before so i told them you know, uh, we needed wins by the Royals and the A's on the last weekend. So what I said was just parlay their two opponents, uh-huh. get a parlay payout. So like on the last day of the year, there's a parlay with the A's playing Houston. So Houston and the Twins. So that hit the last two a couple of days. So it, it sweetened it a little bit as well. All right. Not bad. Uh, the Rockies and Braves. Oh. Yes. Uh, were two season totals that were on some people's uh, rackets. And the Rockies yeah. one was interesting because they didn't end up playing the full 162. Both them and the Braves. That was the makeup. They're the only two teams that didn't play at all. There was a Rocky Braves makeup game that was never played. Okay. And so, therefore, we had some guys. We had a story. I, I think I told this story on, on the podcast. If not, I'll explain it to you. Um, you yes. recommended the Rockies under? Over. Un- no, no, over. no. I'm sorry. You're right. No, I wanted them under. You said Rockies under. You said Rockies yeah. under. And one of our guys, JB, was in Vegas. And he was putting bets down for another one of our guys, Houston Scotty. And because yeah. he was not paying attention, he ended up buying Rockies over, not under. Right. When Scott realized the mistake... He was like, okay, shit, what do I do? Do I tell JB, sorry, you've got to eat that ticket? No, Scott said, you know what? I'll split it with you because, hey, you were doing me a favor in the first place. 
it ends up exactly hitting exactly the right move. It, right, it ends up hitting the under, which is a result of keeping one's karma shiny. I think, but it almost didn't because if you don't play a full one sixty two, some books count it as a no play. Gitter was a guy who played it yes. online, and the online book said it's a no play, so he got a sixty bucks back, which he would have preferred one twenty for the win. But my boy Scotty and uh, JB won their bet because they put it down to the four queens, and the four queens said one fifty four was the official uh, cutoff, right? I guess. You yeah, guess. It's, it's. I don't know what their particular one is. If you said one fifty four, I. You. The only thing I tell everybody this when we do this in March: know your book, know the rules. They don't change them on you, and you do need to know that. Um, Last there used to be a Vegas rule you had to play 160. Oh, um, but last year with COVID and the short season, everyone started going. You know, we were expecting cancellations left and right, so all the books started trying to, um, you know, make new rules, and a lot of them carried over to this year. So they were different. Some some play the full 162. Some say 160. It's very confusing, but it's because they can't. You know, when you get one like the Rockies. Where you know I don't know how many they ended up winning close to seventy. It already won. It already won. So to turn and say, oh, they missed one. It doesn't count. Is the dumbest rule in all of gambling. Right. Period. Right. Stupid. And if if they're so far under that if they win every remaining game that they didn't play, they still couldn't go over. That should cash as well. Exactly. But. 50 years ago or 40 years ago, they made this rule because they got tired of trying to explain it. Because the point is, if the game's rained out and it matters, so to speak, then it would be a, it would be a no play. Right. But if you try to write that into a policy of, well, you know, if you're already over and it's under, everyone goes, wait, what? It was just so confusing. They just said, it's screw just it. If they don't do play it. them, it's, we're just throwing it out. Yeah. yeah. But oh, a I- lot of them have now gone to the rule that it's, they they factor in did the missed games make a difference but it's just hard to put that into simple words by the way you want more from mr x go to his website call me mr x.com you can email him there as well and he'll help you wiggle out of some tight situations with some hedging when it comes down to the wire uh mlb playoffs uh, your thirty thousand foot overview before it actually fully officially begins we got two wild card games tonight and tomorrow why don't you get dug in until after the wild card games well that's for me it's this a one game playoff is like gambling yeah it sure is it's you know even the best teams and the worst teams are 60 40 you know the baseball is is a is a game where 60 percent makes you the best in the league and so you really are flipping coins in these wild card games and i don't do that well, I don't do that often, mm-hmm. <laughs> but so and the, the odds to the series and the pennant and the World Series will change to some degree after the two wild card games. So I usually just watch the two wild cards and then I'll put out to my guys who's going to win what series and the pennant and whatnot. And so, and especially this year, these two matchups, my, you know, the Dodgers Cardinals, the Dodgers won what like a hundred and five games. It's one of the highest totals in in recent memory and yet they're in this one game wild card it's crazy um playing are a very a, very very hot cardinal team are you against the current format no i love it so do i win, 
the damn division. But yeah. this is just one of those. They always have a good format, and then one year something like this happens, and then they'll throw it out and start all over and change it or something. But no, nah, it's good. Win your division. Um, I like the format. I think it's the right uh, amount of games. But I just games. don't like betting the series. Yeah, it's the right yeah. amount of games. And I don't... It forces you to grind to the end, which the Dodgers and the Giants did, and they had full stadiums over those last three games because it was everything mattered. Exactly. And I, I just uh, I, I just don't like to bet them until after the wild card games. And then I like to bet the series, not the individual games. All right. Do you have a little lean, any little sleeper, any little nugget? little freebie baseball nugget on the playoffs before we wrap it up and also talk about last weekend in the NFL real quick. Sure. I, you know, my, my lean and I took it, we all took it back in July is I still like, believe it or not with the odds. I like the matchup for the brewers, your brewers. Mm -hmm. I like the way they get the Braves while the other teams have to play each other. Um, I like their rotation. I really was ready to even press them up. Until the bonehead broke his hand in the yeah. celebration, Devin Williams. Oh God, dummy! You can't make that. He's, he's important. Yeah, yeah, very much so. We're gonna we're gonna find so, out. Does the seventh inning really make a big difference from the eighth inning? Because technically, it, he was just responsible for three out of twenty-seven outs, and they've got other guys that can get outs. But he had the eighth inning. He owned the eighth inning. He was comfortable in the eighth inning. So we'll see if Boxberger or somebody else can handle the eighth. What I would add to that, though, Zabe, is, and I don't know if Council would do this, very, very often the three-out guy becomes a five-out guy in October. or six. You know, you push the guy you who's do push really the guy. good. Right. So he might have been a, a five- or six-out guy. Even he though might have been. Season, he's a three. It, it, he, yeah. Well, he, I'm not sure, though, because he got Hater in the ninth. Yeah, but I mean, he. I'm thinking more. So like you're seven saying you bring him in five. high leverage, end of seven, four out guy, right? Yeah. If yeah, you, yeah, yeah. yeah, if you oh. remember in the early, the first team to do that in the in the '90s, that the juggernaut Yankee team, when Rivera was the setup man, come postseason, he'd throw the seventh and eighth, and then Wetland would come in and get four saves in the World Series by just the meaningless ninth innings, but Rivera was the man, and that, after that they got rid of Wetland and made Rivera the closer. Yeah. But you, all you had to do was get through six. and yeah. So they do tend to extend them a little bit when it comes crunch time, but obviously they can't now. All right. Uh, Sunday football, great weekend for you, bouncing back from a terrible <sighs> weekend. And you said Mrs. X might ask a little bit of, <laughs> so are you popular or are you hated this weekend? Yeah, she never. She knows never asks details. It's kind of a jinx thing, and she never does that. But she'll just during Sunday night football, she'll go, "Do people like you today, <laughs> or do they hate you today?" And I'll just say, "I said I, I'm I'm a, I'm a legend today," and she's like, "Okay, good." <laughs> so the last three weekends, legendary to Al Pacino's "Holy effing shit, you're terrible," <laughs> and then fantastic last weekend. Yeah, actually, that middle um, that middle Al Pacino one was just the college day, the zero and six Saturday in college. I've actually all three weekends in the NFL, the last three have been very very good. Easy because usually you make a living on Saturday and you do Sunday for fun. But so far this year, we've been crushing Sundays. But you know the pendulum will swing. We'll see. All right, we'll revisit on Friday uh, for the football weekend, Mister X. As always, yep. thank you. Good luck to your socks. All right, all right see there you. There you go.
Winning season is rolling at MyBookie, and this week, entries are now open for the winner-take-all Super Contest. MyBookie is the only sportsbook that offers online Super Contests, so you can't miss out on this exclusive promotion. Enter now and turn $10 into 10000 Weeks 5 through 8 make 5 picks against the spread. Get them right? Earn points and rise up the standings to take home the $10,000 grand prize. Packers, Bucks, Titans, Vikings, Ravens, boom, you're already set. And if you need another reason to head to mybookie.ag to celebrate the start of the MLB playoffs, mybookie is hosting a $20,000 blackjack tournament that is absolutely free to enter. Winning season is here, so get in on the game and get to mybookie.ag now. Use my promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and when you make your first deposit at mybookie, you'll receive double your deposit. That's promo code ZABE, so you can double your funds to double your winnings. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From one A-lister to another, we say hello to Notorious J-A-Y. Hello, Jay. Hello, Steve. <laughs> How you doing? I understand I interrupted your personal record in uh, rowing on the rowing was, machine because I yes. got to you early. I was trying to test this connection. I'm sorry. You you killed the rowing high. <laughs> I well, was on it. Gives you something to shoot for tomorrow, right? That's 6 a.m. I'm bright and early. That's right. There you go. Rise and grind, says Jay. That's right, baby. That's right. All right. We have got a lot to go over today. Brooks versus Bryson. Sage Steele. Paige Spiranak. Oh. Hole in one in front of Gary Player. More Greenberg. Mm-hmm. Urban Meyer 101 from you. Your first mm-hmm. uh, chance at that. And some mm-hmm. Mad Dog audio and possibly a Big change in how the NBA officiates its jump shooting scores. Take note, James yeah, Harden. Take note, Steph Curry. Steph Curry, yeah. yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, let me start with this. Uh, the final goodbye is what I'm dubbing it. The uh, Green Bay Packers versus the football team on Sunday, October 24th from hallowed Lambeau Field. Uh, I will be there with 30 of my closest maybe friends who sign up to be part of the tailgate and go into the game. Uh, you can get tickets uh, by going, uh, well, I can't tell you where to go just yet, but I'm just telling you right now, 
Well, it's a website. It's uh, McHugh. <laughs> Go to front on funonthebus.com. Fun. Go to dancenightersmoney.com. That's what I'm <laughs> Go to funonthebus.com. Go to events. And then you will see first event, iHeartMedia, Green Bay Packers versus Washington. And the package includes a tailgate party for three hours overlooking Lambeau Field at the Resch Center, across the street Ding. from Lambeau, complimentary rail mixed drinks, cash bar, um, grilled Ding. chicken, pulled pork sandwiches, and more, entertainment, Ding. large screen TVs Ding. to watch pregame, and then a ticket to the game itself. Uh, Ding. And you'll be able to hang out with me and pretty much either say, you know what? You're right for saying goodbye to the wolf forever, or you're a traitor. How dare you? It's on you. But I'm calling this the final goodbye, Jay. The last time the Washington football team will be at Lambeau Field, it'll be the commanders next time they show up, or it'll be the Red Tails, or it will be the, I don't know, something. If it's the, if it's the Red Tails, I would be out as a fan. That quite possibly might be the dumbest name what ever. What about Red Wolves? I, oh, oh, I don't know. Or naming the basketball team the Wizards. I'm sorry. That well, that's what second we're dumbest at. thing. That's what we're looking it's, at. What if what if they are named what if they end up becoming named the Red Wolves? Stupid. Okay, I agree. See, the thing is, right now, Grandpa's Barka Lounger and his pipe and his sweater are still in the living room. He died. We miss Pop Pop badly. But guess what? His stuff is still there. Once this name finally changes this winter, then we take the Barker Lounger out. Then he's really gone. Then it's going to sink in, Jay. So I just think with my you know current show and everything that this is the time to let the former team of my youth gently go on their way, and I wish them the best. And I will enjoy a one-time only transfer allowable as fan in, in the code of fandom. One-time allowable transfer to be a Green Bay Packer fan. You do get, though, every fan deserves, you do get a one-time transfer. You get, yes, one, you one, get one. One. And, and, and there has to be a reason behind it. A move to a new city, perhaps. or That's, that's one, yeah. Or like, an egregious uh, my, my, thing that, like, let's say you're a Browns fan and they left for 13 years. That's your other. You're allowed uh, to yeah. say that's it. I'm you're not allowed, waiting. You're allowed um, yeah. one. But you can't go running back. <laughs> like if you were a Brown fan, they went to the Baltimore and became the Ravens. You're like, fuck it, I'm out. And you became, I don't know, a Bronco fan. You don't get to run back once they get a team again. No. I'm not gonna no, get but- I'm not gonna get to run back if some time in the future the Washington commandos are great and the Packers stink. Like I'm an Orioles fan. I believe uh, about 15 years ago, I had the one-time offer of dropping and, and going somewhere else. I stuck around, but, you know, when they had Sid Thrift as their GM <laughs> and Lee Mazzilli as their manager, I, by all fandom, had every right to turn my back on them like the movie The Lords of Discipline and walk away. <laughs> I had every right, but I, I stuck around. So I still had that card in my back pocket to walk away from what a, well, I will, well, we'll, we will get to something later. I think I will be walking away from one of my teams Uh-oh. next year, but we'll Uh-oh. talk about that 
we'll talk about that in a little bit. All right, we missed you at Lambeau last week. I did FaceTime you briefly, but the internet connection. I couldn't. Was bad. Yeah, I was in a shit. I was in Baltimore at the Fells Point Festival, and it was shitty Wi-Fi. I yeah. was pissed about that. Anyway, uh, it was great to see the two iconic teams running around out there. Uh, Big Ben missed a number of wide open wide receivers that could have made a difference in the game, and he just does not look. Like he's got much left. What did I? What I, didn't I say last week? He's white rice on Sunday. Yeah. Cook. He's cooked. cooked. He's cooked. cooked for sure. But the rest of the team ain't that great either. You know. Well, the offensive line is. Anytime you have Zach Banner as your starting tackle, <laughs> you are not good. Yeah. So they're, they're, it's it's not. I mean, the defense. What although very injured, is still. Top ten in the league, potentially. T.J. Watt wasn't a hundred percent. That he was, was clear. he was like eight. But I'm saying when healthy, mm-hmm. when healthy, they're top five. Well, yeah, and right make now, it and I make mean, it. Fitzpatrick is a freak. By the way, that offsides on the blocked field goal didn't. Don't know about that one. Don't know either. And here's what's crazy: they didn't show the that, replay in the stadium. Would you do that and have the fans not not boo? Well, wait a minute. Was there a lot of Steeler fans there? Not a lot. Ooh, I'm sh- they travel well. I'm I was a little that. surprised, but they didn't have a lot to cheer for. I did look through the crowd. You got to remember, the Packer fan base is so strong. It is a hard stadium to flip the dynamic. It wasn't like the Raiders last night in L.A., where it was at least 50-50, if not 60-40, Vegas fans, fans over L.A. fans. Well, I, I mean, in the new lamp, is it new Lambo? Well, they have, they've, or- they've done additions to it through the years, but they haven't touched it in a while. It's uh, it's it's been done the way it is. But yeah, the new Lambo has added seats, but they're way in the upper deck uh, on one of the end zones. Oh, okay, all right. Anyway, well, you know, you would have seen it all if you had just come up. I bet. I had to go to Virginia on Saturday. There was no way I could have came back. I know. That's all right. We'll get you up for another one. Okay. Uh, let, let's get to uh, the news of the day. Sage Steele has decided to put her television career in severe jeopardy. On the Jay Cutler podcast, she spoke freely about a bunch of things and touched the third rail of daring to question Barack Obama's blackness. Okay, I, I didn't hear that, but I did hear her stance on women in broadcasting, which I agreed with 175%. Ooh. She was, she was, don't dress like a whore and then get <laughs> mad when you're called a whore. I mean, that's, it, it, that's what she said, and she's totally right. I didn't hear everything else. So, but I, I saw Soledad O'Brien come after her. Uh, of course, Jamel Hill, because that's her thing. She's angry about anything, right? About everything. But no, I just heard the one clip of that where she said she can't. You know, she does not give advice to women who come up to, and ask her stuff if they're dressed like a like a whore. And she's right. But the other stuff I didn't see, so I can't comment. And I, I've met Sage four times. She is one of the sweetest people ever. Yeah, we don't have the same. We don't have the same views on stuff. But Sage Steele is a sweet, sweet woman. Yeah. Uh, the child of biracial parents and the daughter of... Biracial a, angel. Of yes. a, a biracial angel and uh, the daughter of a decorated military man. General, I yes. believe, right? 
Brother's brother's a big asshole, but Sage <laughs> is wonderful. Easy, man. This could get back. Oh to no, him. I don't care. Chad Steele, asshole. I dealt with him for eight years. <laughs> anyway, Sage pointed out. And by out, the way, and, and, any yeah. fans, any fans who are going, who's who's Sage's brother? Anytime you look at a Ravens game, oh boy, look on the sideline, and they will show a tall. Handsome, light-skinned brother, <laughs> and, and he get he gets in every fucking shot. That oh, is Sage Steele's brother. I'm telling the truth, Sage. Okay, I don't tell lies on I your know. podcast. I know I you speak don't. The truth. I know you don't. It's my job to mop it up afterwards. That's fine. Keep firing those hot nails of truth, <laughs> my man. I know. I know. I'm not. Wait a minute. The, the Ravens play Monday night, don't they? I believe. Okay, play the Chad Steele drunk drunk game. Every time they show a shot of the Ravens, look like to John Harbaugh or 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 um or Mr. Jackson, and there will be Chad Steele looking for camera time. Trust me. <laughs> looking there for it. Go. Looking for it and likely getting it, right? And likely getting it, yes. Yes. He's uh, a handsome dude. I cannot I can't hate on that. Colts Ravens, Monday, October eleventh. So Yes. <laughs> that's good. That's that's a shit of a game, by the way, too. Yeah, that's uh, the Colts Ravens. You know, normally the Art Modell game is the Browns and the Ravens. They're in the same division. This would be the hey, wait a minute, the the two. Sp- I'm calling this the two Spider Man game, where they're pointing yeah. at each other like you stole my team. No, you stole a team. <laughs> like my, they, this is my dad's revenge game. Yeah, huge so, huge Colts fan. Yeah. So Sage Steele pointed out that. Um, Obama was raised by his white mother and maternal grandmother, and his black father exited the scene pretty early in her life. And she said, True. quote, I'm like, well, congratulations to the president. That's his thing, that he identifies himself as black. I think that's fascinating, though, considering his dad was nowhere to be found, but his white mom and grandma raised him. But, hey, you do you. I'm going to do me. Okay, see, now that's, that's okay. Now, that's a stupid, that's a stupid statement because I, I hate to tell – stage when people look at you they don't say i wonder if he was raised by no they see black yeah so i'm sorry that's what and that that's how it is i'm sorry you only you would have to tell someone you were biracial they would say they would suspect that you were 100 100 black that's that's dumb i think it's dumb i think it was it was too snark that you do you is too snarky. It is it is a critique that is sort of layered in a thin skin of I don't really care, but you know you really do care, right? And and as I see she's getting taken off everything on ESPN. Oh yeah. Yeah, taken off the air yeah. and she was uh, taken off the ESPNW summit. I mean, it's it's swift when it comes to that. She should have left it at well, you know, the president uh, considers identifies as black, and I respect that. I come from a different place. I want to emphasize that I'm biracial, but I'm different. If you'd said it you know, that simply, Jay, if you'd said, what are you laughing at? No, here's where she should have left it. Uh, Sage, uh, could you be a guest on the Jay Cutler podcast? No. no. Boom. <laughs> Boom, done. Well, that's the thing. Anything you say can and will be used against you, even on podcasts that may not be that popular yeah would you go on the jacob no he's a moron i would i could use that uh bump he's a higher profile guy than me but you know 
what do I know? Um, Steele also said female jur- journalists who dress a certain way know what you're doing when you're putting that outfit on. Jamel Hill, Hill called that clown behavior. That's not, no, she's 100% correct on that. I don't have a problem with what any of these sideline gals wear. The hotter, the better. But I mean, but 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 don't get angry when no one takes you seriously. As a they could wear air quote journalist. Like, look, I have the hots for Michelle Tafoya, and she doesn't slut it up. She's just cute as a button and does her, <laughs> her job well. You're objectifying her. Saying she's cute as a button and does her job, I guess I am. Well, I don't. don't These these sideline jobs are the biggest phony ass make work bullshit. Five seconds on air, and then complain about people don't understand how hard it is. Jobs there are. These are high six figure jobs, right? For many of these ladies, and it's almost always ladies. There's a handful of guys. Like there's only a few Evan Washburns out there. Right, that do, do you know? Lines. Do you know how Evan Washburn got hit? Evan Washburn's from this area. He does the Raven show every week, I believe. Yeah, but but he's a, and he told he he used to come in like you know twice a month, and like the first time he's a very nice guy, by the way. No, Stunt I think Le- he's I think he's good. But he got his job just because he's handsome and luck. And he blew I, somebody. Not, maybe no, he didn't blow. Ah, no. Just kidding. But kidding. no, but but he just like it was luck, and he's good looking, and he's a lacrosse player. Well, that's that's the thing. Television yeah. is generally speaking a good looking medium. Okay, yes. let's uh, let's press on here. Uh, Brooks versus Bryson is set for Thanksgiving weekend. Twelve hole golf match. Why do they not play eighteen? <laughs> well, a couple things. Number one, you know, golf started as a twelve hole affair. I did not know that. Yeah, back in the days of old Tom Morris. Hey, laddie, twelve's enough. You'll catch cold out there. We're here for a good time, not a long time. So twelve might be that. It might also be in homage to twelve rounds, like heavyweight matchup. So this okay. is this is the natural profiteering conclusion of what likely was. An orchestrated, cooked up, fake ass rivalry. Boo. Huh. Okay. Are you watching Sanford that, and Son right now? I'm turn I'm changing the channel. Sorry. <laughs> I swear to God, I, I, I swear to in the background. Jay, sorry, sorry. Are you sorry. watching Sanford and Son? No, it was Cosby was on and I just <laughs> left it on. So I hear you. I'm looking for the baseball game, man. Anyway. Nah, it's fine. So your thoughts, are you gonna watch this? The match, Capital One. No, because at no point during this are they going to throw their clubs down and actually and go fight. Mano y mano. Right. right, right. So what's the point? Yeah, right, that's uh, that is kind of silly to think that. Okay, uh, we got some audio from one Mad Dog Russo. First uh. of all, would you be surprised if he might have never heard of Saquon Barkley, despite the star running back playing right under his nose in New York City? I can't believe that. Well, then let me play this, and you tell me what's going on here. The Giants had a great win. Down 20- Can you hear this, by the way? I cannot. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm sending you audio. Maybe you can hear this Wait a now. minute. Wait a minute. Will this be on the interweb? 
Can you hear this now? Mad Dog Russo. I know people are going, Zabin, do your job. By the way, that dude who said you needed to do your job better, fuck you. Yeah, I Sorry. Know. I know. Okay. All right. So uh, I'm going to play it for I'm you. Looking. I'm looking. Gonna, gonna, you, you, Mad Dog you, Russo. Uh, you be quiet. Barkley. Be quiet. Saquon. Be quiet for a second, Jay. Barkley. Jay, Jay. Can you hear me, Jay? Okay. Jay, can you hear me? Uh, oh, there you are. Pass play. Uh, to Shaquan Barkley, Barkley, they got the sense <laughs> to punt a giant. Okay. Shaquan Barkley, when you <laughs> when you hear the soundbite, Jay, let me know. Are you watching it I, now? Because I, 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 well, I, I guess I got to go much, much further into, oh, God. Wait a I minute. Why this this, is, uh, I'm sorry. I don't know why this is not feeding you. No, wait a minute. Okay, here we go. Oh, Steve Mariucci. This. Oh no, no, no. This is. This is. No, this is not shit. Right. A- anyway, he called him Shakan Barkley, and he stumbled over it. I have said before what? on this podcast. How, how could you? How could you mess up a name like that so badly? How could that even come out of your lips? It's not possible he's oblivious to who Saquon Barkley is, right? If the internet was around in 1991, Mad Dog and, uh, um, oh shit, what's his name? Francesa mm-hmm. would have been nobodies because they were all bluster with nothing to back it up. There's so many things Francesca said that were wrong, and Russo is a blithering idiot. And I don't know how they became as successful as they are, because they both say some stupid shit. But there was no internet to check, to fact check back then. So, like, what's what's uh, back after this guy? Yeah. If that would have, if that was happening during the hey heyday of their show, there's no way they would have been this this good, this famous. I mean. Yeah. All right. Then there was this. You're not going to hear it, but I'm going to play it for you, and I'll explain it in a second. Okay. They've been begging me to promote it. I said, here's what I'll do. When Tom sends me a text saying, Chris, it's great to be on the channel, great to be part of it, as everybody else does, including McAfee, everybody has done in the last 13 years. When Tom sends me one, and he can send it through Jim, so I don't have to know his number, so he doesn't have to worry about me responding. When I get that, then I'll then I'll promote that show like you wouldn't believe. So, in other words, he said, when Tom Brady bends the knee and sends a text to Mad Dog Russo, controller of the channel, guy who makes three million dollars a year, when he sends a text saying thanks for having me on with Jim Gray because he does a half hour show once a week, then I'll promote the show. Yes. How about that for narcissistic? Douchebag. <laughs> well, can, can you get angry at that? No. Yes. No. I, I'm not angry at. It. I just like. I'm like. Okay. Get over yourself. And that's fact, a little, that's he, a little. That's a little douchey, though. Yes. It is. Uh, Mike Greenberg has been tabbed to host NBA Countdown. What ESPN has figured out is the people just want more greeny all the time the- in every way possible. Cram Greenberg into people's ears, their mouth, their nose, their eyes, other just get it in there. More greeny. Jesus. Have you ever heard someone say this 
Well, I just can't get enough Greenberg. No. Have you ever heard that? No. And and who else is joining him on NBA Countdown? Another tried oh. and true regular, Stephen A. Smith. Oh, God. It's, I also heard Magic Johnson is coming back. Is he that is. true? Yes, that's the new big three on Countdown. Now, look, so I'm not taking, against. They're I'm taking not, off Jalen Rose? Yeah, Jalen Rose is out. Jay Williams out. ESPN. By the way, they're losing Bomani Jones also, leaving when his contract's out. I know. You're a big fan. I'm sure. I guess. They, do a successful they, podcast or something else. But, I mean, ESPN is how to fail. <laughs> well, they're going with their, their tried and trues. They don't want to try anybody new. Imagine being a young up-and-comer in television, like a Matthew Barry, who I think is pretty good, and he does the college football desk on the weekends imagine you're like i am killing it i'm working on my scripts i'm working on my writing i'm working on my delivery i'm making sure that i know every player and every team and ooh, do they notice me do the executives notice me are they gonna start bumping me up are they gonna give me this assignment are they gonna give me that no they're just going with greenberg again but who do you, excuse me who do you think is good besides you just said matthew barry but who is young and good on that network that you're like I I'd like you look scout, forward to seeing them? I'd have to scout the young talent, but I don't watch enough ESPN anymore. Yeah, me either. I, I can't name anybody else who who has caught my eye. Yeah, I mean, but my point is, imagine though being in the business, young and yes, oh, being young in the business, I would tell you to quit. <laughs> right, do the business as long as you're having fun and you're making some decent money, but treat it more like a hobby and always have that eye on a more sustainable long-term career once you're done. Because the notion of it's any kind of meritocracy of who's good on the air, who's a new star we can promote, no, they're just going to put Greenberg in there. Greenberg is, he's been at ESPN forever, 25 years almost. He's the new Chris Berman. Well, yeah, but not even as interesting as Berman. Berman had flavor. It was a flavor not everybody liked, but at least he had flavor. Uh, Greenberg is, he's like, he's like, pho. not pho, he's like, cho. He's like, cho from uh, The Hangover. Stew is like a cho. It is a soft white rice given to old people and babies. It has no flavor, but at least it's nutrients. That's what Green And then, is. by the way, I still hate him for the cold shoulder he gave you. Oh, no, I will Colin. never forgive that. Ah, never. Whatever. Hey. No. Scoreboard. He could- scoreboard. He won. <laughs> Fuck him, but whatever. He won. I don't care. Uh, Urban Meyer, give me your comprehensive Urban Meyer 101 today. Shad Khan came out and issued a statement. Blah, blah. Unacceptable. Must earn back respect and trust. A lot of meetings, but it looks like he's going to survive at least this week. Give me your unified Urban Meyer grinding on a 20-year-old 101 theory. Well, uh, Two bad things. Grinding on the female, that's one. But being in your bar in Ohio is going back to Jacksonville. That was the thing that he could never get the locker room back. By the way, he's going to be the coach of USC next year. (laughs) And how do you feel about that? You said you're going to quit. I will now be a Virginia Tech Hokie fan. Aren't they close? To Lynchburg? Uh, yes. Yeah. There you go. So there. We'll have a farewell to USC tailgate as well. Yes. As he's he's going to be the coach. 
because that locker room will never listen to women. They're 0-4 to begin with, and now he's lost their trust with, you know. By the way, never put God in sports. It never works out 90% of the time. Uh, Dun- Tebow Dungey did. is like the – Dungey did. I'm sorry. Joe, Dungey, Joe Gibbs Tebow. Did. But he was uh, – yeah, but Rex he wasn't as out Rex there. Rex Ryan did. Oh, wait a minute. No, he didn't. He put <laughs> women's <Yeah>. feet. <laughs> don't just don't be a don't don't put God first in everything. I, what, what, <laughs> this religious what, what message the, brought to you by the Church of Latter-day Saints. And yes. What was the what was the coach at Liberty? Who was Hugh the freeze at? Yeah. How'd that work at Ole Miss? Yeah, yeah. How'd that work for Hugh Freeze? Yeah. So leaving on the team, leaving your team behind is egregious sin, number one. According to those in the NFL, this never happens. Like the captain of the ship going down with the ship, the coach must fly back with the team. Then if he wants to spend a day in Columbus with the grandkids, fine. Fly back there on your own fucking dime, Mr. $7 million a year, right? Yes, yes. The second thing to me, okay, the grinding was bad, pathetic, and disgusting, whatever, for a married man, but it was that he was so drunk he clearly yes. couldn't yeah. think, hey, wait a minute. I'm not doing this. I'm in public. Someone's going to f- see this, video this. This is bad. Never get so drunk that you lose the bigger picture of who you are, how much you make, and how precarious it is. It's Greg Price down at, or no, Mike Price at Alabama. Remember his drunken yes. golf outing that cost him his job before he ever coached a game? You it's can Steve Sark- it's Steve, Steve Sarkeesian at the, at the salute banquet. Salute to Troy. Right. Yeah, salute to Troy banquet. It's Larry Eustachy partying with co-eds of the opposing team while head coach at Iowa State. And by the way, this was pre-big internet, all this stuff. Yes. Well, not Sarkeesian, but Price was and Eustachy was. And the thing is, if your head coach can't control how drunk he is in public, how can you trust him with control of a billion-dollar franchise? A fucking men. Yes. All right. That's why he will be gone in about two weeks. Okay. Uh, Looks like the NBA might, if it holds, radically change how they call fouls on jump shooters. The other night, Steph Curry, in the first preseason game of the year, does a hard pump fake gets his defender way in the air, and then jumps into him to draw contact, throws up an air ball, no whistle. What That's do you think? Good. I, I, you know, as much as I like Steph Curry, uh, that is some bullshit. Bradley Beal does it. James Harden does it. It's just, it's, it's, and you wonder, oh, you know, oh, uh, Trey DeBarge will be greatly affected by this. Yeah. Absolutely, so, he will. So, I mean, you're now going to have to go into the paint. It's going to be 80s, 90s basketball. You got to go into the paint, get fouled, go hit your foul shots. If you want to keep getting hit hard in the paint, you're going to t- yeah. you're going to have to catch an L for that. <laughs> if it holds, though. We'll see if it holds. These, these guys are so crafty at drawing contact. We'll see if it actually persists in the regular season. This will be a preseason point of emphasis, and we shall see. Okay, time for a hard close here, Jay, because we're here for a good time, not a long time. Okay. Fuck that guy. I'm not a good guy. 
I'm the guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. All right, Jay, what do you got? John Harbaugh and the Ravens running up, uh, trying to get extra yards for some stupid, meaningless record on Sunday when oh, they were up by like 14. Was not meaningless to Harbaugh, he said. He said they He's believed it. such a dick. <laughs> what about Vic Fangio? Oh, we've got a home run. Okay. One to nothing, Yankees. Any accounts no, no are, double, sorry. Any, double, oh, sorry. <laughs> any accounts or descriptions of this game, <laughs> including inaccurate ones, are without express <laughs> yeah. written consent of Major League Baseball, are expressly prohibited. So ignore what Jay just said. And not a, not even a double, a single off the green monster. Yeah, because yeah, whoever hit it was probably loafing out of the box. Fuck that guy. St- Stanton, yes. Stanton. But anyway, yeah, okay. yeah, yes. John what about Harbaugh? Vic Fangio being a bitch about it? How, it? Can there just be one football coach that says, eh, they wanted a record, fine. They ran for five got, yards. The game was over. We, 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 we got to stop them. Yeah, or there's that. But then you get the uh, Greg Schiano blowing up kneel downs, and that's bad. I argue against blowing up kneel downs, but if you want to run for five yards, fine. Who cares? That most NFL coaches can't just say who cares. They got to make a big fucking deal of it, like there's some kind of sacred man law guarding everything. Whatever. Well, now there's a rivalry between the Ravens and the Broncos. I'm being funny about that. I have no idea. That uh, that will not be a rivalry. Although, remember when Jacoby Jones got behind the Broncos and caught was- that touchdown pass, and it was like fuck. I- how that happened? I was I was at that game for the for the team. Yes, you were. In I was Denver? on the broadcast team. Yeah. Oh my god! What a dagger Remember? that was. Yeah. Yes. All right. My FTG goes to the iPhone algorithm, estimating how long <laughs> it'll take for your phone to transfer <laughs> its data. I plugged in my iPhone 13 Pro. Two and a half hours ago, and it cheerfully said about an hour. It's been stuck on about an hour now for two and a half hours. Hey, Apple, don't bullshit me. When it when you know exactly, you know the computer knows exactly how many files, how many gigabytes of data you have, and how long it's going to take. So don't shine my shoes. Give me it straight. If it's going to be three and a half hours, fine. I'll budget for it, dicks. To the algorithm. Fuck that guy. <laughs> um, right. Oh, ne- Next week, very quickly, can we talk Sopranos movie? I know you have not seen it yet. Haven't seen it, but plan to, and we'll have a book report next week. Thank you. Okay, As we good. like to say, Jay, bye-bye now. All right, that's a wrap for me today. Thank you so much for listening and downloading. Tell a friend, subscribe for a full five days a week and help support the podcast. I appreciate each and every one of you. In the meantime, have a great Wednesday tomorrow. Premium edition. The boys, Scott and Solly in the Mobile Strike Studio. We'll see you then. Thanks for listening. Winning season is rolling at MyBookie, and this week, entries are now open for the winner-take-all Super Contest. MyBookie is the only sportsbook that offers online Super Contests, so you can't miss out on this exclusive promotion. Enter now and turn $10 into 10000 Weeks 5 through 8 make five picks against the spread. Get them right! 
earn points, and rise up the standings to take home the $10,000 grand prize. Packers, Bucks, Titans, Vikings, Ravens, boom, you're already set. And if you need another reason to head to mybookie.ag to celebrate the start of the MLB playoffs, MyBookie is hosting a $20,000 blackjack tournament that is absolutely free to enter. Winning season is here, so get in on the game and get to mybookie.ag now. Use my promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and when you make your first deposit at MyBookie, you'll receive double your deposit. That's promo code ZABE, so you can double your funds to double your winnings. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.